Whatever it is you want to do in life, you'll be able to do. It's always you versus you. That it doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, you can achieve anything that you set your mind to. Spend the rest of your natural life waking up and going after it. This is my purpose, and you will not stop me. You are listening to Mojo Sports. Hello and welcome to Mojo Sports, the NRL show, season two, episode 16. My name is Dan Frost, and as always, I'm supported by the best panel in the business, as promised, the NRL show, where we've got a lot of moving parts, and uh, we're pretty excited about it. Next week, we've got two brand new panelists starting here on the NRL show. Very, very excited. Uh, but before we get there, we do want to welcome our latest panelist to the show. That is Shalise uh, Lloyd-Phillips. Shalise, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's uh, you know, it's very very exciting to have you. We're gonna we're gonna probably dive into a little bit of your background because we do have Dana here tonight with us, but she's kind of here in spirit. Um, Dana, we're gonna rest that voice a little bit because we've lost it at a few music festivals. Uh, and then again, for those that don't know, Dana, she runs a professional photography business, um, hitting the music scene. Um, yeah, I guess DM Mojo Sports for for some inquiries in that space. She's an out and out star. But Dana, let's give that a bit that voice a little bit of a test run. It is a little bit raspy tonight. Not good. Yeah, there it is. It's only just coming through. We're going to have to look after you, um, Shalice. Uh, give the listeners a little bit of a background um, into into your you know, your connection with footy because you're one of us. You're a rugby league tragic. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so um, I play in the Tasha Gale Cup um, for Sydney Roosters. Um, I started playing last year, and I. I'm an outside back and I'm just loving it, love everything about it, all the people involved, um, the pathways that are coming out of it and just watching the game grow for the women. It's just so amazing to be a part of and I'm just so grateful for the opportunity to be here tonight as well. So thanks, Dan, for that. And Shalise, what, what, why do every time I see a Sydney Roosters jersey do I automatically think of premierships, success, finals, football, whether it's Tasha Gale Cup, reserve grade competitions, NRLW, NRL. I mean, what is it? You just put the Sydney Roosters jersey on and grow grow legs, grow powers. Um, Yeah, talk to us a little bit about your football team there at Tasha Gale because, you know, you guys are playing some good footy as well. Yeah, so last year we were in the grand final. Unfortunately, didn't get that dub. But, um, yeah, so this year we're doing really well at the top of the ladder. Haven't lost a game. Um, so yeah, hoping to make that grand final again and win it this year. So yeah, <laughs> there we go. The revenge tour. It's in full swing there for the Sydney Roosters, but, uh, again, another, another life, maybe that would have been me, but, uh, anyway, I'll continue with my Newcastle Knights fandom here. Uh, dark times. It's been a challenging, uh, challenging period, challenging round. Um, all right, guys, well, let's jump into our listener questions, diving into the DMs. And they want to know, thinking about all of the spe- uh, spectacular tries that have been scored at the moment, who is our, um, who is our favourite? Who, who is the best winger in the game at the moment? Um, Dana, I'm going to get a little bit of a mouse answer from you at the moment. Now, again, I, I'm thinking Melbourne Storm. Uh, what's your thoughts on this one? I'm going to go Melbourne, um, but I've picked Xavier Coates. Like, even in the, the couple of weeks he's been with Storm, like the couple of tries that he's gotten in the games that he's played have been phenomenal. And they've both been air balls as well, which is so good. Um, and I'm just excited to see how he plays that wing and just pushes that expectation that he's covering for Josh Adokar. So it'll you know, be good. I think, Dana, you know, Craig Bellamy, I think what he installs in his plays is just that absolute commitment to excellence. And 
to be honest, Dad, I think you'd be proud of your performance tonight because despite your own challenges, you're here fighting it out. So you definitely got the Melbourne Storm spirit behind you as well. Xavier Coates, look, my prediction, I think he'll be something special, you know, in terms of, you know, you go down with, you know, unbelievable athletic talent. You join that Melbourne Storm system and Danny Wright, like, you know, this guy's an absolute freak in the air. I just wonder what else can he sort of bring to his game? You know what I mean? Like over the next couple of years, what else are we going to see from Coates? Because yes, he's great with that cross field kick, but I just feel like, you know, if he spends a little bit of time in the Melbourne system, I think he's going to add a little bit more to it. We can see a lot coming from him, and I think the best part about Xavier as well is he's only 20 years old, so he's literally got at least 10 years ahead of him to improve anywhere he can, and it's going to be awesome to watch. Yeah, and Broncos fans continue to sob as they let another great player um, slip through there. No, but like little things, like I think I think he's going to be quite a powerful player coming out of yardage. He still does pretty well, but at times he sort of runs a little bit high, big lanky thing. He can sort of struggle a little bit. So these are some of the the, the finer points of his game that I think he's only going to improve upon. I mean, the guy's played state of origin um, at such a young age. Um, Yeah, the future is bright there for Xavier. Shalice, um, there's a few to choose from here. uh, Where are you going on this one? Um, I'm going to go with Josh Adokar. Being a winger myself, he is a player I look up to. Um, yeah, I just think he's an elegant player. I just love watching him play and um, state of origin, even though he's gone Bulldogs. But um, <laughs> I think it will, it will bring somewhat something to the team there for I, sure. I just I love his personality. I love what yeah. he brings to the locker room. I love that he talks a little bit of shit as well. But the best yeah. thing is, is he can back it up. I mean, you know, we, we've spoken um, we've spoken a fair bit on Mojo Sports about how you know, the, this winger position has kind of changed. And I, well, anyway, I, there, there is so much pressure on Josh Adokar in terms of going from, you know, the best team to arguably one of the worst in the competition. So at least what, what's your sort of vibes on Josh? Do you think, do, you know, do you think he's, you know, I, I guess my question is over the next year or two, do you still expect Josh Adokar to be in all the representative teams, still one of the best players? Or, yeah. you know, do you think going to the dogs is going to hurt him a little bit? Oh, I don't, I don't know. I guess we'll have to wait and see, but, um, yeah, his his attitude, his cheekiness, like on and off the field, it just it brings any team you'd go into, like bring I, it together. So I, I'm sure he'll shine anywhere he goes. I think so too. And I, I often think like, you know, the Bulldogs have had so many dark days, you know, and when you're sitting under the posts, you're down 24 points to nil. I mean, there's only so many times Josh Jackson can get in there and spray, spray blokes. He's out there making 50 tackles. In a half, he's not missing a game. He's folding blokes twice their size. They're still not listening to him. But Josh Adokar, I just feel like his leadership is going to be a big part of it as well. He'll get in there. He probably, you know, break the awkwardness, a little bit of an awkward joke, laugh, cackle. Um, yeah. yeah, definitely definitely what the Bulldogs need there with full guild. Yeah, okay. Well, guys, you picked a couple of high-quality players there. Look, for me, it's only one player, and I, I think he's really distanced himself over the last couple of years, uh, and that's Brian Toto from the Penrith Panthers. Um, again, you know, you look at him and, uh, you know, you wouldn't expect him to be the game's number one winger. But, you know, despite the lack of height, you know, compared to Coates, he is just incredible. And he just epitomizes this new era of wingers. And Shalice is pretty good for you, for your future. But, you know, there was a lot of times where, you know, it, it's about finishing, honestly. We had the corner post, so there wasn't anything spectacular about it as well. It was literally just your ability to kind of finish off a, a whether it was a block play or, or, or a particular, um, you know, offensive, you know, play that you'd sort of set up there. 
Can you get that ball over the stripe? There is so much more to this position now, as we've spoken about over the last couple of years. We have the aerial craziness that Xavier Coates is producing, which Brian Toho can do himself, despite him being a little bit undersized. But this guy's ability to run for 200 metres every game and get his team out of yardage, I mean... If you think about the forwards in the Penrith Panthers, they would be buying this bloke a beer after every single game. When you are absolutely buggered, when you've made 40 tackles and the Melbourne Storm pin you you know, in your own end like they do every single game, Brian Toe's ability to come in, make 10 metres, 20 metres, I mean, it's just incredible. Um, and then again, you know, there's just this vibe, this culture, this difference to Jerome Luai and Brian Toe, what they're bringing to Western Sydney. Um for me, it was a little bit of a sleeping giant, you know. We, there is, you know, it, it's. I hate to say this, being from Newcastle and Hunter Valley, because I feel like we compete with Penrith and Western Sydney, but it really is, um, you know, it, it's the junior pathway system and some of the best players in the entire world there. So Brian Toto, um, inspiring the next generation, outstanding player, and uh, Penrith Panthers very lucky to uh, to have him on their roster. All right, guys, well, let's dive into our first segment for tonight, All Ball. Every franchise has had tons of great players and legendary personalities, but who stands out above the rest? Here's Cameron Smith, this outstanding leader. Thurston, he hits it, he's yes! got it! He's got the field goal! Andrew Job, inside for Elba. You just knew something special was going to happen. I love this uh, segment, guys. This is, uh, you know, one of the best times of the week in all ball where we dive in and do a player in focus. And this week we continue with our Legend series. And uh, this week is none other than the great Danny Badiris from the Newcastle Knights. Now, Dana, I'm going to speak a little bit for you here because um, one of the, I guess, the, the Danny Badiris story can't really be told without... I guess also talking about his arch nemesis. Now tonight, obviously the voice struggling a little bit, so I'll do my very best to represent your views in terms of his arch rivalry with um, Cam Smith down there in the Melbourne Storm. But Dana, I, I just feel like, you know, back then when Danny Badiris was at his absolute best and Cam Smith was still coming through, it, it's just historic, you know. At what point do you really get to see the absolute best in the game and probably the second best, just compete, go toe-to-toe. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to talk a lot of tonight about my love for Danny Badiris, but you really did feel like it was passing the torch from from one absolute great of the game to potentially the greatest player of all time. So, Dana, I see you smiling there. We'll get that up on the socials, but um, the battles with Cam Smith and Danny Badiris, it was truly historic because neither player gave an inch, and I just can't... You know, I just remember, you know, you go back to those state of origin performances where, you know, you're going up against the dynasty there in Queensland. Yes, Dana, we do. We, we are reminded that you are a Maroon supporter. And year after year, uh, the Blues would struggle. And I just remember Justin Hodges. Remember, he came out to Danny Badiris and he said, you're number two, Cameron Smith's now number one. But um, anyway, look, for those that sort of follow Danny's career, um, absolutely one of the greats. Yes, he came through at a time where Cameron Smith was, um, you know, arguably the greatest player of all time, but Danny Badiris was something truly special. Um, take it all the way back, Shalise, to, I guess, his junior days. And it's a it's an inter- interesting question I've got for you because, you know, Danny goes down as one of the greatest ever dummy halves to play, but he plays junior football in the halves. I mean, is this something as a junior rugby league player that you kind of think about? You play on the wing at the moment, but, you know, fast forward five years, ten years, you could find yourself playing front row, you could find yourself playing in the halves, playing fullback. 
I, I guess, are you open to the idea of playing in different positions? Because, you know, when you think about some of the legends of the game, it turned out pretty well to kind of try a different position. Yeah, of course. Um, I'm Obviously, it's, I've only ever played on that wing, but I'd love to explore those options and fullback would be a dream of mine. But, yeah, um, s- sticking with that hooker and half position, it's just from from the wing, I'm not um, just watching in. I've, it's just so important to have that connection between your hooker and your halves. Like, um, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like, it, it's it's... You know, when we think about Danny's earlier career, um, it was really interesting to hear about some of his recruitment stories and how he made his way into the Newcastle system. But, I mean, it was pretty clear very early on that he was not going to get a start in the halves. And we see we, we see this in the game, you know, where, you, you know, you, you're a talented young young junior, but your pathways are blocked. And a lot of players, you know, they might sort of switch clubs, but, you know, players like Danny, they dig in, they find another position and they grind it out. A player, um, Dana, as you nod along, who um, reminds me a lot of Danny is Tyron Wishart um, down there in the Melbourne Storm. Tyron is not a hooker, but, you know, Craig Bellamy um, tapped him on the shoulder during one of the sessions during the preseason and said, hey, mate, you know, might need, might may need you to play a few minutes there at dummy half. So, you know, the old story goes that he actually goes down and sees Danny, drives six hours to and from um, to go and get a little bit of tutoring to, to potentially play some minutes there at hooker. So, look, it, it's just an incredible story there of Danny Badiris. You know, he's not a, a day one dummy half, but certainly found his way into that position. And, um, well, it didn't, it didn't work out for him. Um, in terms of trying to best represent his football um, you know, Danny was an incredibly complete player. So, you know, he was very much, um, you know, established himself as one of the most elite defensive hookers in the game. You know, it, it's, it's a very, very difficult position because you're always going to be a little bit undersized compared to all of your forwards and your props that are out, out there in the middle. But it never worried Danny, you know. He, he was there. He was alongside a couple of big bruises there in Paul the Chief, Harrigan, Tony Butterfield. He always had some really big enforcers around him. But him himself... He would absolutely fold blokes in front of him. So Danny Badiris, the defensive side of his game, really underrated. Shalice, but you did touch on his connection with that halfback. And, you know, when you think about some of the best um, best hookers in the game, you know, you know Benny Elias, uh, Cam Smith, Danny Badiris, um, we even see, see modern-day, you know, great players like Harry Grant, you know, Damian Cook and things like that. You're right. It, it, you don't see a absolute star hooker and absolutely nobody's in the halves. It is so important that they build a really good connection. And, you know, I, I guess uh, Dana, Danny Badiris, he had a pretty special player there connecting in with Andrew Johns. I mean, uh, what's the luck that, you know, obviously coming up through the system as a dummy half that you get to play with, again, arguably one of the greatest players of all time. That, that's something that's pretty special. Yeah, I was going to mention that because, like, obviously nowadays at Storm we've got Cooper Johns down here and he's one of the up-and-comers. Poor, poor kid did his shoulder in preseason, but he'll be back halfway through the year. But Andrew Johns with Danny Badiris is just such an, a unique combination. It, it borderlines on that Billy Slater-Cameron Smith combo that Storm had for years as well. Like those legendary players that in their own right stand their own ground, but when they're combined it's just it's next level. It's, it's unstoppable. And that they, they don't have to necessarily talk too much. You know, they knew exactly, um, you know, Danny knew exactly where the ball needed to be. And Chalice, we, we were sort of giggling off air because 
if Danny got it wrong. I mean, there's it wasn't necessarily Danny. There was other sort of backup hookers where Joey talks about this all the time. But Danny, Danny copped it as well. I mean, if, if the ball was, you know, an inch too low, you know, Joey would certainly um, let him know about it. And that sort of built that perfection, that built that combination. Jaleese, the other thing that I was thinking about um, reflecting on Danny's career is that Newcastle Knights jersey because – what we're seeing in the modern day game, and I don't blame anyone for it, is you get these big contract offers and you go and play a new three-year contract at a brand new club, but there's no real connection there. You didn't follow him as a junior. You're not a junior. I think you know maybe this is some of the challenges that the West Tigers are having at the moment where they're trying to buy success. They're trying to bring players in who may not necessarily have that that junior, that junior knowledge. You know, Danny Badiris putting on the Newcastle Knights jersey, it just meant more. You know, in the final minutes of the game, when things weren't going his way, the game was on the line, it just, you know, I, I, I really feel like Danny Badiris, he grew a leg when he put on that Newcastle, Newcastle Knights jersey because it was his hometown, it meant so much. So, Shalise, talk to us a little bit about playing for your hometown team, the team that you grow up supporting. It just means that little bit more. Yeah, 100%. Um, it just it just motivates you more. Like you have that, that passion and that motivation and you have your, your family you're doing it for, your background you're doing it for. Like 100% it, it makes a massive impact on, on the game you play and in those final minutes in those like um, important seconds, like it, it, you have that motivation to dig deeper for for that passion and from guys, where you come from. And, guys, there was no fancy stadiums back there. There was just the hill. So often you've got your schoolmates on the hill um, drinking many, many, many beers, hurling uh, friendly abuse at you as well, which kind of contributes to it. But, uh, no, look, he definitely came through a golden era. And, uh, you know, Dana, the other thing that um, Danny did is, you know, so much success, obviously, you know, winning the – you know, winning the premierships, um, you know, that was that was pretty um, that was pretty special. Um, you know, I guess his, his his state of origin career, you know, he came through at probably the worst ever time. If Danny Badiris plays today, he probably leads New South Wales to an unbelievable dynasty himself. You know, he he was such an he was such an incredible player. But Dana, the other side of that is, you know, he. He also played with the Newcastle Knights during some really, really challenging periods. And, uh, you know, I guess you've got to respect someone for sort of really digging in and, and, and sort of returning to sort of save the club. Um, just quickly, some of the background on that is he did um, sort of go over to the UK, uh, to the English Super League. And I think one of the things that's a little bit um, not really spoken about enough is, you know, players who, you know, go over there and, and, and think that they can dominate at a later age. And, you know, the Super League is slowly getting better and better. Danny Badiris did that. He went over for the Leeds Rhinos. He was one of their best. He was one of the best in the competition. Um, and then, yeah, Dana, he gets the call to say, you know, and, and, and Danny Can talks. That's right. And, and Danny, Danny talks about it. it. It's that SOS, please, please come home. Please save us. Um, you know, you get the call from Wayne Bennett to return to your childhood club. Um, you know, you're probably freezing your ass off in, in, in England as well. So talk to us a little bit about Danny Badiris's, um, um swan song swan song uh, time there at the Knights. Uh, yeah, well, you know, 2012 he was asked to come back and, you know, like I said, help a sinking ship, which hasn't really, unfortunately for you guys, not changed much in the last 10 years, but here we are. Um but, you know, the issue he had as well is he came back with age and he came back with uh, injuries and that's something that I think was a problem in that last, like, year that he was here. Um, but, you know, he's helped you get 
at least one Origin game series in that 2012 year. Yeah, no, it, 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 it was incredible. He really was, um, you know, to, to return um, to return uh, to the Newcastle Knights. And in 2013, Shalice at all, you know, it, it's kind of, I, I couldn't believe what I was watching because I knew what Wayne had done. He had, I guess, built a team very, very quickly. He'd sort of thrown together a lot of old blokes, including Danny, and they just kept in, they kept continuing to win and win and win. Suddenly, we're deep into the semi-finals. This is the Newcastle Knights. We don't have too much success, so I couldn't believe what I was watching. And then, unfortunately, not all careers have that fairy tale ending. Um, your mate uh, from the Sydney Roosters, Jared Weir Hargraves, obviously, yeah, there was the knockout there. Um, yeah, it was it was it was a bad way, uh, bad way for for Badiris to end his career, but. In saying that, it, it does epitomise just how tough he played. He played um, his career, and uh, yeah, not exactly the way you go out. But sometimes, you know, not everyone can sort of leave off, off, you know, after winning a grand final. All right, guys. Well, let's uh, let's have a look at uh, our final predictions here for our, our all ball series. So the question I've got for you is, well, and I'm going to be, I'm going to try not to be the biased here, Dana, and that is immortal status. That is the Hall of Fame. He already finds himself in the Hall of Fame, but with a lot of these legend series, what I like to ask the question of Dana is: Will you know? Is Danny Danny sort of eligible to be uh, a potential immortal? Dana, it's, this is a, this is a very very difficult one for me. Just a quick yes or no yes or no for you. Um, I'm gonna say. No. Okay. All right. And I know some of the biases there, the, the Melbourne Storm supporter on their return. Look, for me, I'm the same. I, I feel like obviously he's in the Hall of Fame. I think that's absolutely right. But, yeah, you know, probably, you know, there's a few guys ahead of him at the moment and um, it's a very, very elusive club. So may not be an immortal, but he's an immortal in my heart. How about that, Dana? He's a, a pretty special player here in the Hunter, Danny Badiris. And obviously, um, you know, he's, he's still involved in the club. He's the general manager. And, um, you know, Shalice, I, I guess one of the one of the last things we'll just say on um, on Danny is it's great to see legends of the club continue to, I, I guess, be involved in, in, in rugby league operations because when Danny Badiris sits down a new recruit, you can just, you, you could tell that, you know, Danny Badiris knows if, um, if a player is there for the right reasons. You'd feel very, very comfortable if Danny Badiris was recruiting a player to the Newcastle Knights. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, he's uh, he's definitely special uh, on the field, definitely special off the field, an absolute legend there, uh, Danny Badiris. All right, guys, well let's dive into our next segment for tonight, the match, the most anticipated match in history, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, let's get ready to rumble. All right, guys, a nice quick one here in the match, and again we continue with our battle of the legends, and we move over to the South Sydney Rabbitohs. And, uh, you know, you talk about uh, options here in terms of legends for the South Sydney Rabbitohs, uh, a truly incredible club. Um, still hold the record for the most premierships won. Dana, it was a battle to kind of pick a couple of players here. But uh, in the match tonight, we are, well, Nathan Merritt coming up against John Sutton. Uh, Dana, Nathan, he, he's an interesting player. You know, he, um, you know, goes down... Um, obviously in, in the history books for the South Sydney Rabbitohs, played 237 games um, in total, and that included a little bit of a stint there for the Cronulla Sharks. But, Dana, I, I guess the biggest thing that, that I guess screams at us and, and I guess what you think about when, when it's Nathan Merritt, 100 and, uh, 134 tries. 
Uh, four, no, sorry, I got that wrong. 154 tries. I'm doing him out of uh, 20 tries there, which I think he'd be salty about. Uh, Dana, you know, again, you know, we've we got Shalice on, on the show as a winger. Um, she loves the position, but again, we keep talking about the value of these outside backs. If you could sign a player tomorrow knowing he's going to score 154 tries in his career, um, again, a lot of production there from Nathan there for the Bunnies. That to me is like, it's more than one a game. It's like more than a 50% average. So I think a lot of people don't understand the, how much skill that actually takes. Like if you score one try in 10 games, like one try in five games, that's a lot more than it sounds like in rugby league compared to like any other sport. But um, yeah, he's a very underrated um, Rabbitohs player. And I, th- I, I feel like he kind of gets like overlooked a bit compared to the next best player I'm about to talk about. Yeah, and I, I think, uh, you know, and, and again, you know, obviously when we talk about uh, his competitor tonight, I think this is very much the case. But, Shalice, I, I really feel like Nathan, he was a big part of that culture change at the Rabbitohs because let's speak frankly, they were they were god-awful. They were terrible. They were a bad football team. Could you imagine the amount of times where his manager got a phone call being like, what are you doing Come and play for the Brisbane Broncos, the Sydney Roosters, the mighty Newcastle Knights. Come and join another team. And, you know, there were probably situations where he wanted to make the move. But I guess you've got to love a guy that stays loyal to his junior club because, Shalice, they were not good during some of those years he was playing there. And and still, he was leading the competition as, as, as the, I guess, the leading try scorer in the comp, um, a special player and, and a really a, a great bloke. Yeah, well, like we said before, um, having that connection from – your your area and just I guess having that loyalty to your team it even though it started off rough in the first few years but like sticking with it you know it 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 came through it the result ended up how he wanted like um yeah yeah you know you can probably speak a little bit about that now that you know he was there as things started to turn around there would have been a few suitcases worth of money uh, dangled in front of him but he did well to kind of knock it back uh yeah very very loyal there Nathan Merritt and uh Again, I just can't help but think if he had played in a Craig Bellamy system or, or one of those elite teams, where you know what what could he have done? Um, if he's scoring you know twenty twenty five tries for the Rabbitohs each and every year, um, anyway, that incredible uh, career there for Nathan Merritt. All right, guys, let's flip it over to his competitor tonight, and it is the great John Sutton there for the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Dana, pretty special player, pretty special, um, yeah, pretty special career when you think about it. Uh, breaks all the records in terms of the most capped Rabideau. Um Talk to us a little bit about John Sutton because, again, a very interesting career there. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I have beef with him because he was the captain when they won the grand final in 2014. <laughs> um, but they knocked out Melbourne in those finals. But, you know, he's just an incredible player and he has, you know, 2004 to 2019 was his playing career and he was – consistent across the board from start to finish. I don't think there was ever a time until maybe 2016, 2017, where he had a couple of injuries as he got older, but he was just constantly on the scoreboard. He was constantly in every play. He was all over the field. Like you couldn't watch a Rabbitohs game without seeing him making, being a playmaker uh, within that that field in that game. Yeah, no, def- definitely a special player. And, you know, came through, in terms of trying to break into the representative football, found that a little bit difficult. But, um, you know, came through a time where there were quite a few, um, you know, quality halves coming through. And I-, I guess, you know, what was really impressive about John is his ability to sort of change position. He was always that big, strong, dynamic, um, incredibly talented half there in the 5'8 position. But, 
you know, obviously later in his career sort of moved into the um, into the forwards, uh, into the second row, uh, played a little bit of lock and, again, just showed his toughness, his physicality. And, uh, again, you talk about culture changes and, uh, you know, he. Th- there's quite a few individuals that need to take a lot of credit for, for turning things around there at South Sydney. Uh, but John Sutton was certainly one of them. And, again, you've got to respect these players that didn't jump ship. I mean... Again, this was this was difficult times there for South Sydney, and he helped um, to really rebuild them. So, um, yeah, very very impressive. Yeah, I was going to say, I just want to add in. I was like, the fact that he he is a one club man, um, and he was there kind of through when they were kind of at their worst is something that you have to hold to him and credit him for because a lot of people would have taken whatever money was kind of coming from another club to just bail and make the money and leave, but he stayed with where he you know where he belonged and he stuck it out and then look at him now, like they've got a couple of premierships and he's there on the up, I reckon. Yeah, so no sitting on the fence when it comes to the match. We've got to pick a winner here, but uh, I think we're going. We're all going John Sutton here. I'm getting nods from Shalice and Dana there. Uh, yeah, look, a bit of a clean sweep, but taking nothing away from Nathan Merritt, incredible player, but John Sutton, um, yeah, just, just gets the job done there and, um, yeah, we'll go down as one of an all-time, you know, Rabideau's great, uh, very, very special player. All right, guys, let's dive into our final segment for tonight, Rapid Fire. And we're going to talk all about that and a whole bunch of other things. What you need to know tonight. Sincere apologies to Matt Damon. We ran out of time for him tonight. We'll get him on the air again soon. Oh, my boss is singing closing time. Maybe that's what you're doing. Yeah, and another cool question for you guys here on Rapid Fire. We continue with our Legends series. Who is your favorite retired Cronulla Sharks player? Again, there's quite a few to choose from. This real gritty club. Um, there's a few few interesting names here, but let's let's go through them. Um, Dana, um, yeah, your your favourite um, retired Sharks player. Um, mine's Isaac Degoyes. Like you know, he started there 0708. He played every single game in those two seasons. He was with Cronulla. Um, scored ten tries in fifty games. So that's a one in five tries per game. Um, obviously left and went and played for your Newcastle Knights. Uh, and then, yeah, came back 2012-14. Um, and, you know, I think his return helped the culture and the attitude of the, the team a bit more as well because I know that, you know, it's very well known that there were some issues, uh, you know, leading into that. And, you know, probably, yes, he was involved in the, the drug scandal and that kind of stuff. But, you know, surrounding the rest of it, I think, you know, he helped the club in a lot of ways. I like what so. you, I like what you did there with the symmetry, you know, because him and Danny Badiris were really, you know, tied together. Obviously, Isaac came to the New, Newcastle Knights. Danny came back. Isaac left. There was a lot of drama in and around those two players. Very well connected. A really tough footballer, you know. Had to retire through concussions towards the end there, um, and a little bit of that was, you know, just to, just due to his toughness and, you know, he just. He'd get his head in places you wouldn't put your foot. He uh, very very tough player, um, yeah, and I, I guess epitomised what a Cronulla Sharks player is. To be honest, shall you talk? talk about you know players that probably put their heads in places you wouldn't put your feet. Tough players. When you look at that Cronulla Sharks jersey, you think tough, you think mean, you think gritty. Talk to us about your favourite player because um, yeah, I think this guy epitomises Sharks football. Um, yeah, talking about tough players, uh, Paul Gallon would probably be. The one I'm thinking of, and yeah, I can't say I followed much of the Sharks, but yeah, Paul Gallon. Is, when f- you associate him with those <laughs> tough words, yeah. What's he doing? Like, you know, you get hit in the head for what twenty years playing rugby league, and then just when you finish, you decide, you know what, I, I need a little bit more, so I sign up to be a boxer and get punched in the head. <laughs> yeah. So, 
Anyway, they, these these guys are built a little bit different, uh, and we all know that Paul loves a little bit of a payday. So I think that's part of uh, I think that's part of it as well. Look for me, uh, plenty of sharks legends to choose from. Um, yeah, they've had some they've had some pretty special players. Um, Andrew Eddinghausen. Very, very, uh, very, you know, incredible player. Um, Presto, Preston Campbell, he had some special years there. Um, you know, Rogers. But for me, I'm going to go with David Peachy. Um, I just love watching him play as that fullback. And, you know, he started to, you know, give you a little bit of an insight into where the fullback position was headed athletically. He was this gangly, fast, electric, agile player that, you know, I, I don't think... I don't think he necessarily played to a game plan. I feel like he just got the ball and just made it up as he went, and that's what made him spectacular. He would let the, the, the he would let the defense make mistakes, and he would expose them. Um, an incredible player. Jump on YouTube to watch his highlights. Dave Peachy. He was uh, yeah, very very special player. All right, guys. Well, that's all the time we've got. Chalice, uh, welcome to Mojo Sports. It's great to have you on board. Fantastic debut. Um, yeah, it's very, very excited to have you part of the team. Uh, Dana, again, Craig Bellamy will, will be proud. Um, we'll have to send him off an email. Um, we'll send him through a recording of this episode as well to show that Melbourne Storm spirit that you do have. Um, as always, to our listeners, thank you for your support in the NRL show. Two episodes each and every week during the NRL uh, during the NRL season. Continue to download the podcast. Share with family and friends. Until next time, we'll catch you then. You have been listening to Mojo Sports. Thank you for your support. It is very much appreciated. The team and I are trying to build something a little different here, so everyone's support is very much appreciated. Continue to support the podcast, download, subscribe, check out our social media channels, give us a follow, and be sure to tell your friends about Australia's best-kept secret. This is Mojo Sports.